This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. Over the last few weeks, COVID abroad has taken us to Belgium and Japan. Today's flight has taken us back in time 14 hours, live to Canada, with 4,752 active cases and a 92% recovery rate, which with much lower numbers than their American neighbours. Today we are joined by Julia Batista, a 20-year-old student living in Toronto. Julia, how are you? Hi, good. How are you guys doing? We're good, we're good. Now, in Toronto, there have been 15,484 confirmed cases. Are you and your family and friends doing okay? Yeah, yeah, we're all doing okay. We don't know of any cases, like, amongst us, so all good. That sounds like great news. So... As you're probably aware, but our listeners aren't, as of the 27th of July, the Toronto City Council approved an amendment to the temporary bylaws requiring masks or face coverings be worn in common areas such as apartments and as in all enclosed public spaces. Do you think the enforcement of the mask is a reason that Toronto's case numbers are smaller compared to other Canadian major cities? Uh, I think it can definitely be a factor. I mean, it helps prevent the spread or slow down the spread, especially if both parties are wearing them. So I can't see why it couldn't be a factor. That's definitely helping our numbers. That's really good to hear. I really wish that Australia was enforcing masks. They are in Victoria, but not in Queensland at the moment. Now, what has the, mm-hmm. what has the Canadian lockdown and social distancing policies been like for you? Are you able to go to venues and events and see your friends freely? So we can see each other freely. It's uh, recommended to keep social circles of 10 people. Uh, They haven't really increased groups more than that. You can't go to venues and events because of that uh, cap on groups. But right now we're at stage three, which basically means that you can sit inside a restaurant, you can sit on a patio, you can do a lot of things that you could do before you just can't be in large groups and you have to wear a mask at all times and keep two meter distance but no no large events yeah that sounds you know similar to what we had earlier um in in the year but we've got less restrictions now but obviously toronto unlike most australian cities is very very large um and a very international city are there concerns about a deadlier second wave hitting you guys there So I think what we're worried about is the winter. It gets pretty cold, especially in Toronto. Um, And because of that, people are going to want to stay inside. And obviously, the staying outside is what's helping us slow the spread right now. So I think we're all just, uh, just a little worried about when it gets to that minus 25 degree level and you really can't be outside for things and how we're going to do that. Like subways are always packed because of just the cold you can't be out there so that we're a little worried but i'm sure they're working on solutions for that and there's a there is also a lot of talk about coronavirus doing really well in the cold and not doing that well in the heat so i can imagine it would be concerning for you guys considering how cold it does get in canada yeah exactly exactly like it just gets extremely cold which clearly the virus i guess possibly likes and then it's just, yeah, like commuting, if, if offices are already open now, they might be open in the winter, but how are we going to get there when it's minus 30 outside and you don't have a car? Yeah. And it's 
3 million people. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. It's a little concerning, but hopefully hopefully we have until like December before it gets a little too cold. <laughs> now, obviously we we here in Australia, we hear a lot about what's going on with America. You guys being so close to the United States, are there concerns about people crossing Canadian borders and increasing the likelihood of community transmission? Because we've definitely had that problem in Queensland. Yeah, absolutely. So right now there's talks of uh, continuing the the block to the American border until 2021, possibly till winter. But it's been like it's been restricted all summer, pretty much. And there's been a lot of monitoring of people illegally crossing the border for, like, trips. So many people, so many Americans have crossed to go on, like, camping trips on the West Coast and whatever when they're not supposed to because they want to come here. And it's definitely a concern just because of their numbers. But at at the moment, we have the borders closed and we plan to keep them closed. Um, And then especially since there's concerns about the winter and, and the wave there, like, they probably want to keep that closed as long as possible. So, yeah, definitely a concern, but that's why they're creating so many restrictions. We have no plans of opening anytime soon. So, obviously, um, everyone's been staying at home a lot uh, recently, and we just want to know, what is something that you've actually learned about yourself during this pandemic? <laughs> uh, something that I've learned about myself is probably that I just like really value in-person time with people like over the phone and video obviously is really great. And I think it makes way more of a difference than most people do. I think it gets a bad rep for FaceTiming people. I think it makes a difference, but I, I definitely like um, in-person conversation and um, experiences with people. And that's probably something that I've just realized that I really value. Yeah, and finally to wrap up, Julia, what do you miss most about the pre-corona world and what is the first thing that you'll do once the pandemic is over? <laughs> well, I think this is a pretty basic answer, but I I travel a lot. Like, I've traveled since young at least one or two places per year. So that's definitely something that I'm missing, something that my family's missing, and something I'd love to be at the top of my list for when this is all over. But obviously that is like the worst thing to have at the top of your list. (laughs) So hopefully I can do that uh, sometime soon. Happy to wear my mask and do it, but we'll see. (laughs) Crossing fingers. Well, that's so exciting for you. The possibility of international travel is something that I am also very excited about. Thank you so much for joining us today, Julia. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. It was lovely talking with you guys. High-achieving Year 12 students who put the University of Southern Queensland first on their QTAC application could become rewarded. Automatic scholarships up to $29,000 are on offer. Make USQ your first choice and join the number one university in Australia for graduate starting salary. Visit usq.edu.au slash become rewarded for more details.